welcome to the first episode of This is the City, a podcast focusing on the politics, art, and culture of Los Angeles. I'm your host, Garen Kelsaw, along with writer-producer Jonas Osnowski, two Angelinos with a passion for news, dialogue, and our city. This week, we visit a night on Broadway, the celebration of the seven-year anniversary of bringing back Broadway. We talk with those who are excited for the changes and some who are a little wary of displacement. And in the big question, we discuss gentrification, its perception, its effects, and ask, does it have to be this way? visit to Broadway, a downtown destination trying to bring back a glimmer of its former glory. Under the crackle of the neon lights of the Orpheum Theater, bringing back Broadway is in full effect tonight, celebrating the seventh anniversary of Councilman Wiesar's ambitious effort to return the street to its former glory. Bringing back Broadway is a 10-year plan designed to transform and revitalize the street that was once the center of vaudeville and movie entertainment in Los Angeles. Spearheaded by City Council member Jose Huizar, the vision focuses on developing the street as a destination for Angelinos and tourists alike. With an emphasis on encouraging pedestrian traffic, the cornerstone of this project is actually rooted in history and the classic beauty of 12 architectural wonders. My name is Jared Taliano. I go by Scraps Slaps. Name of the store is Primo, a Primo DTLA for social media, anything like that. It used to be a, um, when we first started, it was just like a wholesale clothing store. And we were here for like two years just selling like regular clothes. And then after a while, we kind of like, we saw where our Broadway was going. Like we were probably the first people, honestly, who saw like this is going to be the new renaissance, you know what I mean? So we wanted to do something that like, showcases local talent and art and you know we act as a, an art gallery a clothing store but we'll, like most importantly we're also like a management agency for people who are artists who don't know how to get paid and make money we can help them out with that we have like managers lawyers and all that stuff so just trying to do something positive on broadway street with a store instead of make money broadway is going to be the new hollywood boulevard that's like the main thing right now you know like this is going to be the new spot if you notice like we're ahead of the curve but now people are going to start to follow and they're going to start doing stuff like this it's going to clean it up and make it a lot nicer how it should be you know the grand central market i don't know if you're from here but they've it's changed a lot since i've been here so that between us and them and everything that's going to happen this is going to be like a really hot spot next door is going to be changing it's just going to be like great it's going to be money for people and a lot of art which is how it should be i mean if you go to like new york city there's like everywhere you go is like history and these monuments and there's all this great stuff and you come to la and no one really knows anything it's just like it's kind of dirty so it's like what bringing back Broadway is all about is cleaning it up. Karen. Karen? Danny. Danny. Um, I just saw a post on Facebook. So. <laughs> right, how about you? Yeah, it's close to downtown where we're hanging out. So. Do you come down downtown a lot? Yeah, I've been to a couple of the theaters before, so it was. Cool. I've never been to the Tower Theater, so it's exciting. Awesome. <laughs> you guys live down here? Work down here? Or just uh, yeah, we live. Little both. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> we live nearby the uh, Angel Park, Chinatown area. And overall, what do you think of the effort of bringing back Broadway since this is the seventh anniversary? No, I think it's great. Um, this whole area, I was really excited when they did the one million, uh, the one million dollar theater. When they had some shows over there, I watched um, Blade Runner there last time, and that was really cool. So hopefully, uh, they keep doing it. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Hi, Gudrun. Gudrun. And uh, what brought you out to the Bring It Back Broadway event? I saw it on uh, one of the kids' websites, like uh, the Red Tricycle. Okay. It's a family event. Awesome. 
And we, you, we live really close by, so like to be downtown. And have you been experiencing the changing neighborhood a little oh, bit? Oh yeah, it's changed a lot. I mean, we've been, been down here for six years, so. <laughs> and what do you think so far of the changes? It's getting better and better. Well, we look forward to see what it looks like next year too, so hopefully they keep the events going. Residents are certainly noticing the change as we saw many families out on Broadway to celebrate the evening. A welcome change for the Los Angeles Police Department's Central Division. So I'm uh, Captain Mike Orr from Central Division. I'm the commanding officer. I think it's been a very great event. It's uh, You see families, you know, lots of good people down here enjoying the festivities. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful event for, for downtown L.A. Anything you're bringing in uh, more businesses, it vitalizes the community, you know, puts more money back into the economy, makes downtown what it really should be. But as with all change, there comes challenges, and the transition has been less than profitable for some people. It was better before, much better before. Now one has to get by with what they can because there's just no people. Khalif, Shani. Okay. And are you familiar with downtown? Have you been down here a while or? Yes. Born and raised. Born and raised. What do you think of what's changed and how the texture of, for instance, Broadway has changed over the past few years? Well, they're definitely gentrifying it, so they want the people of color to get out of here so the white folks can feel comfortable. That's okay. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty radical. Uh, it's it's the reality. It is agree. what it is. <laughs> I agree. You agree? Yeah. For sure. And why, why do you feel that is occurring? Why do I feel? Well, it's prime real estate. It's the center of L.A., you know, so that's essentially it. One witness of the changing demographics of downtown Los Angeles overall takes a less critical view of the developing neighborhood, embracing some of the more positive changes. The the usual bike ride that we do every you know Sunday you know Saturday Sunday, coming down the road we saw the uh, tents up in the uh, on the street. No, it's a lot. It's a good fun, man. It really is. All the food trucks down here is really cool. I, we've been down here about eight years, man. So I think we've seen the gentrification I guess you call it from day you know when this was you know this was really bad I, I we this is still up and coming but where we were at uh, it's really switched over it's from uh, it's like hipsterville now you know what I mean it went from uh, uh, you know Mexican folks you know Latin folks to people who wear you know toboggans and leggings and stuff you know that kind of it it, you know, so now it's totally changed now, and there's coffee shops start popping up. You know, there ain't no coffee shops in the hood. I've seen crime go down. I mean, we, we've had our car broke into, you know, back in the day, several times, and now it's nil. You know, it's it's none now. So a lot, they, you've seen a lot of the more of the homeless people. They move them out. Hipsters come in. Wherever your feelings lie on the subject of gentrifying the neighborhood, on this night, the art and celebration of Los Angeles' rich culture took front and center. My name is Ariel, street name Black Brain. Uh, right now I'm adding a piece to my collection called Malcolm X-Men, you know, where I'm mashing up the civil rights leaders of the 20th century with the X-Men. started off as like a, a pun, you know, Malcolm X-Men. And then in 2014, like, the world just went crazy. 
and I realized that I really needed to use this as a social political platform. Uh, so this is my one piece. I have a bunch of prints and a show currently in, in uh, North Hollywood, uh, 5050 Vineland, and I have my closing on the 13th. So it's just been like an evolving series. Last night I just did another seven pieces, like mock-ups that I want to convert into paintings. And like with each cover, with each painting, I'm trying to hit like a different issue happening uh, currently, domestically and internationally. Uh, I have some friends at Think Tank and they're uh, co-curating co the event with some other guys. And they called me in like, hey, you wanna do a mural, do some live painting? And I was like, heck yeah. Uh, Hillsman Wright, co-founder, Los Angeles Historic Theater Foundation, a 27-year-old organization dedicated to protecting, preserving, restoring, and sustaining the operation of Southern California's historic theaters. This is the first night in decades where seven of the theaters have opened for live entertainment. Um, almost all of them uh, from the time they were built in 1910 through 1931 in addition to showing movies, had live shows before the movie started. Some of them were built specifically for theater and were later converted into movie houses. There's 12 on Broadway, and there's another five in surrounding blocks, or another six actually. So there are 18 theaters, only New York's Times Square has more, and six, seven of these theaters could accommodate Broadway shows and the other 10 or 11 could do music, comedy, film, live entertainment. Uh, we're about the only major city that hasn't fully developed this resource, and we have the richest resource in the country. It could really remake downtown and Los Angeles as a tourist destination. You know, people go to New York to see shows, well, they could come to LA to see shows. Coming up uh, on February 22nd, we are having our second annual awards marching party, Hollywood's Biggest Night. It's at Sid Grauman's Million Dollar Theater, which was his first movie palace in LA. Uh, we can't use certain terms to describe the party, uh, but we do have full permission of the organization who does give out the awards. And it's a great time. We have a, a step and repeat. You get up, go uh, the red carpet, we have drinks, beverages, contests, raffles. Some people dress up. Some people dress up like characters from their favorite movies that are nominated this year. But it really makes a difference to see the show on a huge screen with, you know, 800,000 people laughing and groaning at the same time. For more information on Bringing Back Broadway and the Los Angeles Historic Theater Foundation, please visit thisisthecity.net. Gentrification is one of those words that feels more than it means. 
That is to say, while not everyone can agree on its definition, most people know when it's happening. It is a difficult question that communities around the country are dealing with, but the big question is, what do you do about it? The Poverty and Race Research Action Council, a civil rights policy organization, attempts a holistic definition of the phenomenon as including reinvestment of capital, social upgrading of locale by incoming high-income groups, landscape change, and direct or indirect displacement of low-income groups. It's that last part of the definition that's really the rub, isn't it? Who doesn't like an upgraded neighborhood? Why is it that the people who saw the beauty of their community when it was rougher around the edges and often worked to get the improvements that are now coming in don't get to enjoy the new polish that affluence brings? So the friction of gentrification runs especially deep, as revealed last year in Boyle Heights when real estate interests wanted to have a bike ride promoting Boyle Heights as the new downtown and were promptly shut down by residents. But is there space for a middle ground? The National Housing Institute, an affordable housing advocacy organization, notes that some low-income families are able to remain in their neighborhoods, though they may find themselves in a constant struggle against being displaced. Relief of this tension, if it is to exist, must come in at least two forms. One that helps to soften the blow of rising rents, especially in a city, half of its population renters, who already spend 47% of their income on rent, on average, according to UCLA's Zeidman Center for Real Estate. There is hope in the ideas of mayors like Eric Garcetti and others who want to raise the minimum wage, but something should be done directly to ensure that housing remains affordable. The other is solving the cultural divide. Dispelling the idea that the freshly painted trendy shops and bakeries that now adorn formerly dingy and cracked streets are not for the residents who have been there. That they are not welcome in their own neighborhoods. A community is only as strong as its bonds between the people who live there. Thank you for joining us this week as we explored the changing texture of Los Angeles and celebrated with bringing back Broadway. Join us next week as we take a closer look at the March 3rd city elections. This is the City is written and produced by me, Garen Kelsaw, and my partner, Jonas Osnowski. Our theme music is by Taj Simmons, and the show is recorded in lovely downtown Los Angeles. Until next time, be well.